0: Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, the definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, Fantasy Football Mastermind, Michael Maserak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice, fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more, each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the fantasy football mastermind edge, Michael Nazareth.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. It is December 10th. This is week 15. Most uh, most people call this the semifinal week for fantasy football for the 2019 season. My name is Michael Azrec. I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found on the line at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, my trusty sidekick, great co-host, and good friend, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris?
2: Very well, sir, very well. Looking forward to those fantasy semifinals uh, as well. Uh, I know my two local leagues, I had bye weeks this last week, so I had to watch the playoffs, which is a good thing, but it's kind of frustrating because you want to jump in there and get at it.
1: Oh, I, I know that feeling too. I uh, made the playoffs in two of my three expert leagues this year, and one of them uh, uh, we did go in as a as one seed uh, with a bye. So I'm going to be playing this week in the uh, semifinals. Actually, I'm going to be playing against – uh, a mastermind writer and and pass to wincom uh, owner and creator uh, John Cooney. Uh, he he won his game in order to get to play me, and uh, the winner of our match is going to go for the the uh, the uh, the big uh, championship in the FF Webmasters uh, Experts League title. It's a 14-team non-PPR league. So it's a little bit different. Uh, very very tough. Uh, I lost Mike Evans this past week, even though I wasn't playing, Uh, so I've got to kind of overcome that. We all got injuries to overcome. Unfortunately, uh, our our dreams of a three-peat in Half-Ax, which is an expert's dynasty auction IDP league, even has punters in it, uh, it came crashing down. We went in as a one seed with a 10-3 record. We played an eight seed, but the eight seed actually had more points than us, so he had an unfortunate schedule. And uh, we had injuries, uh, lost uh, uh, Levian Bell, Damian Williams, and James Conner and started Blau Powell as our one running back. And, our, and our, we've been cycling through quarterbacks all season because of injuries, Big Ben and Stafford. And we played Duck Hodges. and We lost by 13 points. If we'd started Darius Slayton on Monday night, we would have won. But, you know, how do you know that, that Manny's going to throw two touchdowns to, to Slayton? It is what it is. You can't win them all. But I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to continuing on this week. Of course, we're in the final two uh, weeks of the uh, championship round in the FFPC. That's High Stakes Fantasy Football Players Championship. We had a big game out of Ertz on Monday night, so we're ranked right at number 100. To catch the, the top 100 uh, out of 400 teams in the championship round cash out. We're about 30 points away from the, the top 10, but it's going to be a tough, uh, tough deal because a lot of the same players. we got McCaffrey on our team and a lot of the teams still have McCaffrey there, but it's going to be really exciting. We've got a lot to talk about here, so let's get right to the news and notes. Uh, Lamar Jackson's kind of dinged. He's going to play on th- on Thursday night. I actually got a subscriber question that kind of su- uh, stunned me a little bit. He's he's like, well, am I? I got I guess it's Patrick, and he's got a really good matchup and all. Do I spinch Lamar Jackson? Uh, you know, because he's got that quad injury, and they might not they you, you, you might not throw much, and might just run Mark Ingram on Thursday night against the Jets. And, and I don't know about you, but I mean that that's that. I think that's crazy. I mean, you, you got to start your studs. That's my number one fantasy rule in the playoffs: start your studs. And you start him. Um, don't you agree with me, Chris?
2: I would definitely say so. In fact, even this matchup really screams that he's, he he could still be very effective without running very much because the Jets are a very good run defense and a very poor pass defense, uh, especially on deeper throws. So he could easily be very Lamar Jackson like in his scoring, even if he does it in a little more traditional way, in a little less Lamarvelous way.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, uh, another quick note, because we've got so much on tap here. Uh, over in Cleveland, uh, in, in being a Giants fan, you know, I, we, we, we love OBJ. But now he's apparently telling people he wants out of Cleveland and is telling other coaches, other players and all. We don't know. I mean, he, he's not said this this publicly or whatever. Uh, but, you know, the, the relationship, the honeymoon, I guess, is over. Baker Mayfield struggled again in the football. The guy's got two touchdowns this year. He's been a real big disappointment for fantasy. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Do you think the OBJ wants to Cleveland? Do you think that they should trade him or just, uh, you know, uh, work on it some more and hopefully get him into training camp and into preseason games and, and, and work on that relationship? What do you think?
2: I think they're, it's in their best interest to hold him. He's just too good of a talent. I don't care whatever you might want to say about his attitude. or He's definitely not a locker room cancer. His teammates love him. Um, I, there's no reason to that. I mean, he's been playing hurt all year, and people say he's often injured, but he's played. He hasn't missed a game yet this year. He's played hurt with his sports hernia all year. The only games he's missed was like a broken leg the other year, you know, and those few games he missed to start his rookie year with a hamstring. But the guy just plays, and mm-hmm. he's, he's a gamer, and they're, they're crazy to do anything unless they get a ridiculous offer for him. And I can't see them getting a ridiculous offer for him after the down year he's had. So uh, I, yeah, I think I, I, I mean, I everyone Just to make this work out, and I think it's, it's something that can work out and can work out very well because they're so talented at all the positions.
1: Yeah, they just uh, B- Baker Mayfield just has to work. work. He's sett- settling down more in the pocket. You know, he's having more success. Of course, the schedules lighten up, but you know, against the tougher teams, he's got to you know uh, learn learn that he can you know trust his players throw. Throw the ball anywhere near OBJ, he should be able to catch it, you know. I mean, come on, the guy, the guy can catch one-hand passes. I know I've got what the picture of his great catch-up on my wall here signed and all. So uh, I'm still an OBJ fan, even though I hate that he's playing in Cleveland. I root for him and all. I uh, don't really care about the Browns, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what going on there. Moving on over to the next point here. Uh, the Patriots, oh boy, you know I didn't even put this on the list about them filming the Bengals. I, I don't even understand that. It just goes right over my head. But the bottom line here is that uh, they they came out this past Sunday that they're not going to re-sign Antonio Brown, despite the fact that they're having all kinds of problems with the communication with their uh, wide receivers. Philip Dorsett's running wrong routes and long uh, the wrong routes, and and Tom Brady beside himself. He's trying to get through a season with a bum elbow. Uh, you know, and they're not going to sign uh, Antonio Brown. So the question is, um, for the Patriots, do you think – how far can they get with this court? I mean, they got a great defense and all, but, I mean, this past week, they they, they just really couldn't even mount a, a comeback for the Chiefs. And this is a home game, and they've lost two games in a row for lost the first time in a long time. Is this really the start of the end of the Patriot dynasty?
2: No, frankly, I don't think so. I mean, they're still – a fair number of young talents on the team. The defense is still top-notch. Defense still wins championships. You know, even look at most of the, of the, of the Super Bowls that New England has won, Tom Brady has not in. Tom Brady, the years he's been off the charts good, they haven't won. Look at that undefeated year. They lost to the Giants in the final game. And, you know, some of his best offensive years have not been the years they've won Super Bowls. They've always won when the other supporting cast has been better. Plenty of time to work it out. I'm not worried about it. Antonio Brown's definitely not the answer because he runs – about as imprecise a route as anyone in the league. So much ado about nothing. Yeah, Tom Brady's getting older. He's not as good as he once was, but I think it's because he just isn't as good as he once was, and that's, and that's okay. Father time is undefeated.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I already mentioned my big rule for fantasy playoffs in terms of all the starter studs. Is there any, any rule that you live by other than that in terms of the fantasy playoffs? So what kind of advice can you give people playing in their fifth semifinals this week, Chris?
2: Well, I think you do always start your studs. Uh, the other things you always want to do is you definitely want to look at the weather um, and, and, the, and the matchups for things like defense and, and kickers. Um, if you've got borderline guys, like if you've got two number threes that are about the same, then you look at matchup. but you definitely got to look at the weather. Late season games, you can get a lot of chances for snow or wind or freezing rain, which can really change the outlook of an offense for the game or of a defense. You know, if you've, if you've got a really slick ball, you know, your defense might get a couple more turnovers. But you got to look at those sorts of things. And then you also have to look, if you get late in your championship rounds, week 17 for sure if you play a week 17 game. But even sometimes in week 16, if, play, if teams have their, their, their buys already clinched or something like that, some of, these, some of the best teams out there, some of the guys like a Lamar Jackson or a Mark Ingram, guys who have led their teams to 12-2 and two records, All of a sudden, they may only play half a game week 16 or not at all week 17. So you just got to be kind of prepared to have backup plans in place and to make sure you you keep a big eye on the weather, especially for kickers.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I've been playing for 31 years, all the way back to 1988, when Herschel Walker and Randall Cunningham were the first two uh, players drafted in our draft when Herschel was a cowboy running back. And, of course, Randall Cunningham was the Eagles quarterback. Uh, so that's a long time. And I learned uh, you know, not to bench. Uh, uh, the first time I did this uh, and got to the finals, I benched Sterling Sharp. Sterling? Uh, not Shannon. Sterling's the older brother. <laughs> People, are, Who's Sterling Sharp? Who's this Sharp guy? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, anyway, uh, he was a great wide receiver for the Packers. Uh, Magic Man was a quarterback at the time, and he had had three or four bad games in a row. And I benched him, and I ended up losing my fantasy championship because of it. Uh, and I never did end up uh, benching. A stud uh, again in my fantasy playoffs because of that. But yeah, you got to check the weather. Uh, you know, and this is also the reason why in the last 25 plus years we've never played fantasy football on week 17. We always have our championship at week 16 because there's just too many risks. In fact, I always t- tell my subscribers week 17 is the toughest week for rankings and the rankings change so much from Wednesday to Saturday because uh, coaches will decide the last minute on Friday or whatever, hey, you know, we're, we're not going to play any of our starters or whatever, and I have to end up redoing all the rankings, and it's just one big mess, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a crapshoot. So you want to play, you be able to play your starters and uh, your studs in your championship if you get to there, and it's no fun if, if, they not, if they're not playing. So, you know, uh, I always uh, urge people, please play your championship in Week 16. If, you're, if you've been playing Week 17 for 20 years, 30 years, make a change you know, you'll you'll like it, you'll like it better. So anyway, let's get to the major list of, uh, of major injuries here um, just really quickly. Uh, Patrick Mahomes a hand. his okay. He should start this week. Uh, the Bucks are optimistic that Jameis Winston, with his hand issue, is going to be playing this week, too. Uh, in New York, Daniel Jones is out two to four weeks with so that ankle. It's going to be more of Eli Manning. Olivia Bell is close to 100% healthy. He's going to play Thursday night. Uh, James Connor with the shoulder and Juju Smith-Schuster in Pittsburgh with the knee. They're targeting a return this week. We'll see if they can practice and go from there. A lot of guys put on on IR all kinds of uh, injuries with a wide receiver first the running back uh, Darius Geis uh, another knee injury fortunately it's just an MCL he's on IR out for the year Rashard Penny suffered a torn ACL he's out for the year Mike Evans, uh, you know, I already mentioned him, a hamstring. He's expected to miss the rest of the season. D.J. Chark in Jacksonville with a foot ankle, he's in a boot. He's walk week to week, day to day. We don't know what's going to happen there, but I wouldn't expect him to play this week. Uh, Calvin Ridley still hasn't been uh, discussed. Uh, he's got some kind of abdominal injury, maybe a bruised kidney or lung or something. He's lost for the season, so that's one less target for Matt Ryan to throw to alshon jeffrey with the foot he's lost for the season Looked like a non-contact injury maybe a liz frank thing or whatnot uh, the lions unexpectedly put um, marvin jones on ir with an ankle injury the second year in a row he's going to finish the, the season on ir uh, the bengals put on tate with his knee injury on ir he's gone uh, mark andrews with the knee uh, moving forward they say he's okay but it's kind of iffy we'll see if he uh, practices fully tomorrow he was limited today for thursday kind of uh i don't know about that we'll see Vance McDonald, he suffered a concussion uh, after catching one pass against a great matchup against the Cardinals. A lot of people started him because of that matchup. Unfortunately, you know, he's out, uh, probably won't play this week. We don't know if Greg Olson is going to come back this week. He's still nursing a concussion there. Uh, the Cowboys, a couple of kicker notes. Uh, well, first of all, Adam Minotauri underwent season-ending knee surgery. He probably said he should have done it last uh, in the, in the uh, summertime. Chris, uh, Adam's had that uh,
2: injury for a year now, hasn't he? Well, he says he has it since the end of last season. Uh, I, I can't help but think this is his, the, the team's way of going along with this to try and help him save face and some dignity if he if he does end up going out this year. Because, I mean, he certainly didn't seem to have a problem with the plant leg. He seemed to have more of a problem with – I mean, if you look slowly at the replays, he was dragging his toe at a lot of the ones he was shanking. So it's, there's, a, there's, a, mm-hmm. there's a mechanical thing, and I'm, I can't, with all good – Conscience say I think it's it was the Knee that was causing it Okay well
1: Chase, Chase McLaughlin is the kicker now for the Colts If you want to pick him up and start him Although they got a good uh, tough matchup against the Saints In, in New Orleans this Monday night uh, Back to the Cowboys they, they've had enough Of Brett Maher he's gone and they uh, signed Kai Forbath who kicked one Game uh, for the Patriots missed a PAT Got cut so uh, the Patriots are cycling through kickers they're back to Nick Falk and that and uh, you know for A list of comprehensive uh, uh, injuries on the site you can go to ffmastermind.com uh, a, a newsletter purchase of course 995 get you access to everything we'll be right back after this important message you know you want to dominate your fantasy football league manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source fantasy football mastermind found on the web at ffmastermind.com there's plenty of good free stuff and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, people, check out the site, ffmastermind.com. Our, our, our flagship page is dot uh, PHP, uh, all the daily news as it happens. And as soon as the season ends, uh, all the in- injury information goes free on there to all the way through uh, next uh, preseason and such, so a lot of good stuff on there. We've been uh, quick bidding information on a daily basis At least about five or ten bits every single day for like 25 years so you know it's it's a it's a lifestyle and uh, most of those bits have done by yours truly (laughs) but we got to stay in the know to help you guys out there's also free honest guy scouting reports including reports uh covering the calls from chris rito there uh our weekly fantasy newsletter like i said it's uh, a premium content for subscribers uh daily premium injury quick bits our uh, expanded picks to click and flick market uh, I think I ranked uh, 99 players in different positions uh, this week for uh, for all, all you guys out there that have the Mike Evans and such uh, you have to take a look at our uh, I think a list of about 30 wide receivers to consider NFL game matchup analysis of John Cooney as well as uh, uh, my mastermind moments and of course we rank the players on Wednesday night after the practices are over give you the most accurate rankings and then we of course update them on Saturday and go from there. Uh, inside slant from John Holler as well as a Holler from the Chief Seats. This week's edition of Holler from the Chief Seats is absolutely free. Go to uh, FF Mastermind on Twitter and click on the link there. It's the Nazi Awards, yes, where we talk about uh, the players that really helped you out, like Christian McCaffrey and the ones that didn't quite uh, help you out, like David Johnson. Uh, so it's interesting, a little uh, side piece there for you guys to Q on this week, okay uh, Oh, of course, uh, follow me on Twitter At FFmastermind uh, Let's get to the picks to click and flick For this week Oh, and the newsletter purchase is only 9.95 for the rest of the season How about quarterbacks, Chris? Give me a couple that you like this week and why
2: I definitely like Ryan Tannehill this week. I mean, believe it or not, he's been quarterback number four in fantasy since moving in as a starter in week seven, despite an obviously very run-centered attack with Derrick Henry. And then he plays the Texans this week. I mean, oh, God, even fantasy duds like Tom Brady and Drew Locke have killed them in the last two weeks. Seven times this year, a quarterback has had his high game or second high fantasy game against Houston. So then with Derrick Henry a little bit banged up with that quad, there might even be a little bit more passing than usual as well. So I think you can start Tannehill without fear in your fantasy playoff game. And then kind of a sneaky play, I think, here this week is Matt Ryan. Uh, since you look at the overall defensive number, they don't back it up with the Frisco pass defense. But the top pass defense of the Niners did lose Richard Sherman and D Ford this week. They lost their nickel corner and another defensive lineman on Sunday. So they're a little weaker than they have been all year. Ryan also, quite frankly, has been very quietly great this year. Nine of the ten games he's finished uh, have been over 300 yards, if you don't count that game he came back a little early from his one injury. And with eight multiple touchdown games so far, I think he's going to have a high-volume game as the Falcons defense likely won't slow down the 49ers and their healthy San Francisco offense. So Matt Ryan could be a really nice sneaky play this week.
1: Okay, a couple of guys I like this week. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the uh, run against the lousy defenses to continue with Arizona. So uh, we know he's really connecting well with Jarvis Landry. Hopefully uh, OBJ can gut it out. You know, he's got that sports uh, hernia uh, groin issue, uh, you know, and he's going to play out the rest of the season. Hopefully these guys can uh, produce for you. Baker Mayfield's a solid play if you need him. And in that Atlanta-San Francisco game, Garoppolo is really hot. Uh, just tore up the Saints defense there. <clears throat> I think he's going to burn the Falcons for multiple scores this week. So, if you need Jimmy G, go ahead and put him in there, baby goat. (laughs) Some like to call him that. I don't think he's earned anything yet. But, anyway, I like him this week. A couple of guys I'm not crazy about, Duck Hodges, Devlin Hodges, uh, Pittsburgh. uh, Bill's, uh, I think you're going to limit him. I know it's a home game and all, and he might get Juju Smith-Schuster back, but Juju's been struggling against the top corners of the, the, the opposing defenses. And Buffalo gave Lamar Jackson as much fits as possible Almost won that game, so I think that uh, Hodges is going to struggle this week. And speaking of Buffalo, Josh Allen, uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game, I think, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to climb down on Allen in that game, too, and it might be a punt fest. So I'll be careful about uh, relying too much on the fantasy points of both Hodges and Allen this week. Um, that's about it. So uh, how about a couple of quarterbacks you're not crazy about and why, Chris?
2: Yeah, that's another game, that pittsburgh Buffalo game. You're going to want to watch the weather for the passing game. You're right. A couple quarterbacks I don't like. I'm really down on Jacoby Brissett. Um, He just can't be trusted for production without T.Y. Hilton on the field, and he lost another fast receiver to IR Sunday with Paris Campbell going out. They did sign uh, Dontrell Inman to come back, who kind of stepped in, gave him a spark uh, last year, so maybe that'll help. But with the team spinning its wheels and having to travel to face a good New Orleans defense and an angry one because they were just shredded, On Monday Night Football in the Dome, we all know how that works out for Saints visitors. This one could get ugly, and without weapons or a favorable schedule, he might even be droppable right now. And then I'm really down on Kirk Cousins this week. He's been very touchdown dependent for his fantasy success, as he's only topped 300 yards once in his last six games, despite facing very few poor pass defenses. Um, And even with those touchdowns, he's been quarterback 18 over the last six weeks. That's not really fantasy startable right there. This week he faces a healthy and solid pass defense and a team that is more beatable on the ground, so I suspect his volume might be low. L.A. has allowed the third fewest passing yards and under one-and-a-half touchdowns per game.
1: Yeah, they – They got uh, both Adrian Phillips and Derwin James back, so uh, they they limited uh, Minshew to under 200 yards and one score last week. So, yeah, I see what you're going about. But it also depends on whether Adam Thielen can actually get on the practice field practice and get into the game, and we'll see uh, over the next couple of games here, next couple of days to see if that happens. Uh, How about a couple of running backs you like and why?
2: You mentioned Philip Lindsay earlier. He's got a really bad run defense staring him in the face and a young quarterback, so I'm sure the Broncos are going to run the ball a ton this week, and that falls to Lindsay. The efficiency has just not been there recently against the mediocre run defenses, but the touches and, and the, the touch share is still really high, a big, large share of the pie. They need to keep the case, the offense sidelined, so pounding at that porous run defense that's been beat up on the interior is the way to go with Lindsey. And then a guy you can probably get in your waiver wire is DeAndre Washington. Uh, clearly he was the lead back in the absence of Josh Jacobs last week in both the run and the pass game. He had a very solid PPR game against a tough run defense, Tennessee. I assume that Jacobs is going to be treated a little bit carefully with the Raiders out of playoff contention, may even be held out uh, again. And against a terrible Jacksonville run defense that has allowed the third-most running back yards and the second-most touchdowns, plus a fair amount of receiving action to running backs. I think Washington is in line for a big stat day, even if he's in like a two-to-one timeshare with Jalen Rashard.
1: Okay. A couple of guys I like this week. Uh, what's on the like with Chris Carson? I mean, you know, the Panthers are like the, the worst run defense in the entire league right now, so I think Chris is going to easily get over 100 yards and a score or two in this game. So, obviously, you're just going to plug him in, but, you know, he should have a pretty good good big game for you. Another guy that's been struggling, but also a stud is Sanquan Barkley. Let's face it, if you drafted him, you're probably not in the playoffs right now, but... <laughs> If you're in a total points league or a, uh, you know, best ball or whatnot, then he should have a pretty good game against the Dolphins this week. So we'll see there. A couple of guys I'm worried about this week. Joe Mixon, uh, this score is just going to be tough to come by against the Patriots. I know they've kind of been a little bit vulnerable against the run, but they're just not giving up scores to the opposing running back, even though Mixon's been hot lately. And Devonta Freeman coming off that uh, big game uh, last week, uh, you know, the 49ers, I think that I know that they're uh, beat up and all, but I think the run defense is going to be still strong, they're going to be upset, and they're going to tee off on the Falcons there, so I'd be careful about the running the running back uh, for the Falcons. Uh, Freeman don't expect much this week. How about a couple of running backs that you're not crazy about, and why, Chris?
2: Sounds like I'm really beating up my Colts this week, but I don't like Marlon Mack either, uh... Saints have allowed the fourth fewest yards and only five rushing scores so far, so fantasy points are kind of hard to score from the backfield versus New Orleans. The big thing also is that Mac tends to get pulled to the sideline when the offense goes into passing mode, so the likely, and with the likelihood of trailing in this game, I think his chances might get muted to touch the ball a lot. New Orleans does allow the second-most running back receptions, but with a, coming off a broken hand and the role Naheem Hines usually plays in the passing offense, I think his chances to get PPR points is also pretty low this week. Um, I, don't, I don't like Adrian Peterson. A lot of people have been talking him up. He's had two good fantasy games in a row and is looking likely to carry the load now with Geis injured. But the Eagles have allowed the third fewest rushing yards thus far, and Peterson can't make up for that with touches in the passing game with Chris Thompson around. He's a volume and touchdown dependent play with a low chance of either against this Eagles run defense.
1: Okay, how about a couple wide receivers you like and why?
2: I like Darius Slayton to stay hot. I, I know the Finns have been really bad on pass defense, but it is primarily the downfield threats that have crushed them with big plays. Now, you enter into this equation the white-hot Darius Slayton, who's been the big play guy and the favorite target for either quarterback over the last month. He's got more catches, touchdowns, yards, and targets than Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard combined over the last four weeks. That's pretty impressive. Miami's also allowed the most wide receiver touchdowns so far. You've got to like the big rookie. And then I love Kenny Galladay this week. It's hard to ignore the fact that the Bucks have allowed, by far, the most receptions, yards, and targets to wide receivers and the second-most touchdowns. Without a running game to speak of, both Scarborough's a little banged up, I expect that the young David Blau is going to be forced to throw it 40 times, and he should target Galladay a lot, especially with Marvin Jones getting put on IR today, like you mentioned earlier. I think Galladay's going to have a big yardage day, and he has scored six touchdowns in his last seven games, too. There you go. Uh, A couple of wide receivers I like this week, actually
1: three of them, two of them on the same team, Emmanuel Sanders went off last week. Wow, Uh, threw a touchdown, caught a long one. I mean, uh, he had a huge game. Well, uh, he gets to play the Falcons at home, and Debo Samuel's in that group too. So Sanders and Samuel, if you need them or, or got them both, go ahead and start them. They're, they're playing the Falcons. I think both of them uh, have a very good shot to score. Of course, you know Kittle's going to do his thing too. But I mean, all three of them going to have big games. Uh, and another wide receiver I like this week, Dee Westbrook. With uh, D. D J Chark injured, probably seemingly unlikely to play, uh, Jacksonville's going to play the Raiders, and their secondary is just uh, uh, pathetic right now. Uh, very struggling. So I think Dee Dee's going to score in this games so if you got them and you need them start them a couple of guys i'm worried about this week Smith Schuster, He's got the uh, injury that he's coming back from the knee. He plays the Bills this week, doesn't seem to be doing well at all against um, uh, teams with a very good secondary, so I'd be careful about that. And uh, in that same game, John Brown. I think the Steelers are going to live in him. They're going to be all over him. Uh, Joe Hayden there is going to be watching John Brown closely. Like I said, low-scoring game there, so I don't think uh, Smith-Schuster and Brown are going to do much to help anyone win fantasy games this week, be careful there. How about a couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about and why, Chris?
2: I hope my son Tyler's not listening in the other room, but I hate Tylers this week. Uh, I don't like Tyler Lockett or Tyler Boyd. Uh, I don't like Tyler Lockett. He's After averaging seven catches and eight targets per game through nine weeks, he's only had eight receptions total in the last four games combined. That's when Josh Gordon showed up. I don't think that's coincidence target share and snap counts have dropped a lot. He's moved mostly into the slot where he's better, but he's losing chances since Gordon arrived. it has been all Metcalf in the air. And with the poor Carolina run defense, like you mentioned earlier, I think they're going to pound Carson heavily and use the two bigger wide receivers as blockers. Could be another really low-volume game for Lockett. One caveat to this, he did gripe this week, and we all know what happens when Diva-wide receivers gripe. So, I'm hedging my bets a little bit. I'm nervous about Lockett might make me look bad here, but I, I don't like the situation. And I don't like Tyler Boyd. He's sixth in the league in targets right now this year, believe it or not. But he's only 25th in yards and 44th in PPR points per game. He's simply not doing much with these targets. And this week he's going to get covered by a guy in Stephon Gilmore that is holding opposing wide receivers to a ridiculously low efficiency and completion rate. I think Gilmore in the New England pass defense is going to totally stymie Cincinnati, and the Bengals will likely have more success with Mixon running the ball anyway. Not a lot of success, like you mentioned, but probably more than they will in the air. Okay. How about a couple of tight ends you like and why? Uh, I like David Njoku. I picked him up in several several leagues this past week just for this matchup. And Joku is free of an injury designation. He's not going to be limited. He should have a field day against the historically bad Arizona tight end defense. Arizona's allowing an average, an average of six catches, seventy five yards, and a touchdown each game to tight ends this year for nineteen PPR points. And they've been lit up by some very poor NFL backup quality tight ends recently. I think it's gonna be a breakout game for a possible waiver wire grab in week fifteen if he's out there. Um, I'm actually starting him over Darren Waller, who's my other pick to click this week in a couple of playoff games. Darren Waller's already a solid PPR play. His only downside was the vulturing of five touchdowns by rookie Foster Moreau, who went on the IR today, so he's not going to be there. I think more red zone looks are possible, and the team that's already prone to tight end touchdowns allowed, third most allowed in the NFL, should be a very solid play in any scoring system. The loss of Josh Jacobs could also give him a possible uptick in targets in this offense too.
1: Wow, that's a ballsy play if you're going to play uh, Nijoku over Darren Waller. I don't think I would do that, but you it, know they both have good matchups, like you say.
2: A couple guys I like this week: uh, Greg Olson. Huh? They're both. It is a non-PPR in both of them. If it was a PPR league, I wouldn't do it.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. That's that's a good distinction there, people. Okay, uh, Greg Olson, if he if he's healthy, uh, and of course if he's not, then it's Ian Thomas. Uh, they get Seattle this week, and uh, Seattle's the second worst team against the tight end. And uh, Hunter Henry, I think he's facing the Vikings. That's this team that gives up the most catches to the tight end, although not necessarily scores. But, of course, in a PPR league, uh, which uh, many of you play in, that makes Hunter Henry very, uh, very valuable. Uh, in fact, I've got him on my FF Webmasters team, and I'll be starting him this week. Um, and a couple of guys I'm uh, concerned about, Vance McDonald coming off that really good and sweet matchup. He's got a concussion. Even if he plays, he gets the Bills very tough against the tight end, so I'd look elsewhere. And Darren Fells, just not feeling it. He's very touchdown dependent. He has to go on the road at Tennessee. They're pretty good against the tight end, so I wouldn't uh, probably start to Mr. Fells this week. Uh, how about uh, you, Chris? How about a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about and why?
2: Okay, my wide receiver theme was Tyler's. My, my tight end theme is Thursday night. I don't like either one of the guys on Thursday night. First, I'll start with Mark Andrews. It's a short week, a game on Thursday, like I said, an injury knocked him out of Sunday's game after nine plays. He was listed as limited in a walkthrough. That kind of bothers me. And even if he plays, the fact the Jets have allowed the second fewest tight end yards and only two touchdowns means a the chance they're low for success. They've got other tight end options. I'd look for another option playing on Sunday if I were you. And then the, across the field, Ryan Griffin, same reason as Andrews. Griffin got knocked out after only three plays, and he's not practiced yet this week. And the Ravens are just as good in the Jets as limiting the tight end, virtually identical stats across the board in every category. The safe move in the playoffs is to look elsewhere than try to rush a guy in on a short week that got injured on just a few days earlier. Yep. Okay, how about one-hit wonders, as a kicker in defense? Let me have him. I love Austin Siebert this week. Arizona's allowed a ton of solid scoring to the kicker, especially the last four weeks. And Siebert's got a high floor. He's had two-plus field goals almost every week. And then I like Jason Sanders from Miami. He had the monster game with seven field goals last week, but he's had two big games in a row. And this week he faces the team that's allowed the most extra points and a fair number of field goal attempts as well. On defense, I love Seattle uh, going on the road to Carolina. Carolina's allowed the most sacks and a ton of fantasy points to defenses recently. Seattle's got the third most interceptions, and Allen in his last six games has 18 turnovers and only nine touchdowns. I love Seattle's defense here. And then I like Oakland uh, at home against Jacksonville, the last game in the black hole before they move to Vegas. I think there's going to be high emotions, which always favors the defense. And then Gardner Minshew has been a turnover machine uh, in many ways. So I, I think Oakland's in position to really surprise as a waiver wire pickup.
1: Yep, I'm uh, I'm really happy about that Seattle defense got him in the FFPC and playing them over Chicago last week. They didn't have any sacks, but they got a couple of picks at a Quandre Diggs, uh, both of them, and one of them took back for his pick six. That's ten points right there. Uh, I'm expecting a big game like you uh, against Carolina this week. All right, uh, we want to remind everyone a premium uh, newsletter purchase uh, also gets you access to our subscriber forum, where there are nearly 4,000 subscribers registered and waiting to voice their opinions. Thanks for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazarek. See you all next week when we preview Week 16 in our season finale. Yes, uh, the season's come and gone, people. We're really excited about the finale, and hopefully we'll be talking about your trip to your fantasy championship next week. So have a great night, and good luck in your semifinal this week.
0: You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarek the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.